Hey there, friends of Holy Shenanigans Podcast. I'm thrilled to share that I'll be recording live from the Wild Goose Festival this July 11 through 14. Wild Goose Festival is a transformational community grounded in faith-inspired social justice. It's a one-of-a-kind gathering that brings together activists, artists, and seekers from all walks of life to explore justice and art, spirituality, and community. The festival will take place at Van Hoy Farms in Union Grove, North Carolina, and I'd love for you to join me there. From engaging workshops to inspired panels and interactive experiences, Wild Goose has something for everyone. So mark your calendars and let's be part of this incredible community that is committed to making a positive impact in the world. For more information, visit www. WildGooseFestival.org. As one of my followers, use a discount code A-TLE24. That's A-TLE24. And you'll get $50 off the price of an adult weekend ticket. We will see you there at the Wild Goose Festival to connect, to build community, and to work for social justice. Holy Shenanigans. I'm your muse, Tara Lamont Eastman, a creative, a feminist, and a pastor. In this week's episode, we hear about an unhappy trip home for Jesus and how welcome and creativity find a way of helping me to shake off what no longer serves. When I read this week's gospel story about Jesus receiving critique when he goes home, the chorus from a song from St. Swift comes to the surface for me. Because the player's going to play, 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 and the hater's going to hate, 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 hate. Baby, I'm just going to shake, shake, shake. I shake it off. Can I have a woo-hoo, shake it off, friends? Yes, I am fully aware that this Taylor Swift song and the Jesus story are not technically connected. However, the call to shake off what no longer serves is a consistent theme, and I think it deserves some more attention and further discussion. So here's to shaking it off. Jesus goes to his hometown, and the people question his teaching. How and where did he learn all this? What I hear in this dialogue is something like this. Who does this Jesus kid think he is coming here and teaching us? We knew him when... In face of this rejection... Jesus gives his disciples some important advice. Shake the dust off your feet and move on to the next place. You see, for Jesus, this was not his first and would not be his last rodeo when it came to rejection. And he knew a thing or two about the spiritual practice of shaking things off. All of this talk about shaking things off reminds me of when I was a kid and being reminded to take off muddy or dirtier than mud shoes. Take off those shoes, take them outside, and whack the soles together. Get all that stuff out of them. And if that doesn't work, you know where the garden hose is. No matter what, don't let that stuff stick and or travel anywhere else. Shake it off. 
while this mantra for shaking the dirt off my shoes doesn't make the cut to be a pop song, its point is clear. For shoes and your soul, shake off what no longer serves. Jesus says this in Mark 6. Whatever you enter a house, stay there until you leave the place. If any place will not welcome you and they refuse to hear you, as you leave, shake off the dust that is on your feet as testimony against them. Indeed, Jesus, shake off that dust. Jesus knew that over time, the dust of discouragement could weigh heavy on the disciples. So Jesus calls them to literally, externally, and internally shake it off. He tells them to let go of discouragement and the dust that came with it so that they could keep moving on their mission. Unfortunately, welcome was not the experience of Jesus and his disciples when they visited his hometown. What a conflict it must have been to see and be in the place that was in all other ways home, but to not be welcome there. This experience was more than just not fitting in this unwelcome was a bold statement of rejection. This kind of rejection runs deep for both the rejector and the rejectee. And in Jesus' perspective, he tells them not only to not engage, but to shake off the rejection and to keep moving. Some may hear this story and think that Jesus is just trying to keep the disciples focused on their goal. And maybe that's true in part. But I think there is something in here in this act of shaking off, of letting go. It's a refusal for Jesus and the disciples and us to not take up what does not belong to us. It is a call to carry just what's ours to carry. And this is where shaking off allows space for welcome and home to come home to us. It reminds me of the serenity prayer. For God to grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. This week's Holy Shenanigans came to me in a roundabout way to remind me to shake off what isn't mine and to lean into some spaces that make me feel at home or welcomed. In church world, We've been about a very busy season, adjusting to shifts from school year to summer schedule to the loosening of COVID protocols that we've had for the last 16 months and a shift to more face-to-face time with people, people out and about in the community, people at the church, all people, all adjusting to the new status quo, which brings me to a holy shenanigans story about people, welcome, and home. After the end of a recent graveside funeral, I found myself in a people situation. The service had ended, all the details were complete, and flowers were placed gracefully on the grave. Everything felt at home and settled. I and the staff person from the funeral home walked to our cars, and we had a polite conversation that you have in these kinds of circumstances. And then, in a matter of minutes, our conversation took a turn towards things of deeper meaning. Our senses of our calling to our vocation, the efforts to balance relationships and health. It was odd to feel at home in this conversation so quickly, but it was what it was. This unexpected welcome was welcomed. And when we got into our cars and said our farewells and went our separate ways, it felt a lot more like a see you soon than a goodbye. The day was busy, 
So I moved on to the next thing and forgot about this welcoming conversation. That is, until later on when I opened up my computer and found a brand new friend request waiting for me. The friend request was from Sherry from the funeral home. Wow, another welcome. I clicked the friend accept button, and I learned a little bit more about her life. That she loved to sew and she had started a business making custom handbags. It's not unusual in pastor life to meet people through the work that I do and to connect with them through social media. But what is unusual is when things become more friendly, more personal. And that is where the holy shenanigans of this story takes center stage. The next day, an instant message from Sherry popped up, and it was a photo of one of the tote bags that she had made. The instant message said this, I call this bag Lamont. Lamont for a handbag might not mean much to anyone else, but for me, it has some meaning. You see, Lamont is my middle name, so the chat with Sherry got my attention. We chatted back and forth for a little bit about lots of things, but then she continued to talk about her work making handbags. She said, I knew the crossbody one was next, and I was thinking, it seems like you have a job where your hands need to be free and you still need to have your stuff and not have to carry it. So I'm going to call the next one, Tara. Some might think that welcome can't come in the shape of handcrafted handbags, but I assure you, it can. Because to date, I have two handbags named after me, Lamont, and so my hands can be free, Tara. Thank you, Sherry. Ever since I was young, the process of creating and making of things has held a space of welcome. Out of necessity, many times in life, I would make gifts for folks with whatever I had on hand, cards, paintings, poems, and a song or two. So when Sherry was inspired to make something connected to my names, I felt an incredible sense of welcome and the letting go of some unfriendly dust that I might have been carrying. So after that unexpected chat about personalized handbags, I got out my watercolors with my heart and my hands free. With that water and paper and paint, I celebrated a space of home and of welcome. And it's good to know, thanks to Sherry, that this isn't just my space of making things alone. When I'm in need of space to shake off dust and to feel welcome, the quickest way for me to get there is to make something, anything, to engage in the joy of creation. Sometimes this comes in ways of painting or poem writing or even a podcast or two. So this week's question focuses on dust, discouragement, and how you find ways to shake that stuff off. So one, where do you go to shake off the dust of discouragement? And two, Where and how do you curate a space of welcome when you need a place to be at home? This week's poem was written by yours truly in 2018, and the title of the poem is A Poem Saved My Life. For me, it speaks to the meaning of making something, how creative action from playing with words or paints or a melody can make me, and hopefully those who hear or see or experience, a sense of welcome and home too. So as you listen to the words of this poem, I invite you to consider where you can take part in the spiritual practice 
of dust shaking and creativity making. A poem saved my life. It may sound dramatic for one to say a poem can save a life, but for me, I believe it to be true because in the aftermath of grief, a poem was there. In the celebration of new life, a poem was there. In the midst of confusion, a poem was there. In waves of wonder, a poem was there. The lines might not have rhymed, but seldom a good poem does. Nevertheless, the poems held up light in my darkness, gave me strength for what could be, and gave me room to dance when no dancing was allowed. So, welcome the drama. Embrace the muse. Put on those dancing shoes. This is poetry, after all. Can a poem save a life? I'm writing. I'm breathing. I'm dreaming. A poem saved my life. A poem saved my life. Thank you for joining me for Holy Shenanigans. If you would like to learn more about the handbags that I learned about this week, check out River Marie Designs on Facebook. So here's to a week of dust shaking and creativity making to surprise, encourage, redirect, and to turn life upside down all in the name of love. You're invited to join me on this unpredictable spiritual venture that is always sacred, but never stopping.